Good morning. That's right. I say good morning because we are here in the morning. We had to alter our schedule. <clears throat> We're not going to mention any names. Captain Reverso <laughs> had to go to a concert. We're not going to mention that name either. New Kids on the Block. So, uh, how'd that go? Did you have a good time? <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> so, you, your wife took you for your birthday to New Kids on the Block. Oh, no, it was my wife's birthday. Actually, her birthday is coming up this week on Tuesday. Are you sure? I'm sure. My, okay, my okay. Birthday. Who else? Who else was there? Uh, performing. <laughs> it was Envo. How does this make you feel? <laughs> PSTD. Is that the Asian people? What are you talking about Asian people? P- P- you just said PTSD. Is that wait? Hold on, post traumatic stress syndrome. Yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> Who else was there? Um, some Rick Ansley guy. I don't All know. Right. Um, was ha- was Haystack there? No, on Vogue and Salt and Pepper. <gasps> I did not know that Salt and Pepper was going to be there, or I would have been there too. <laughs> the uh, the movie, the other guys has Mark Wahlberg, and so his brother, Donnie Wahlberg, is in New Kids on the Block. Did you see him there? Obviously. Obviously. He's still a member. Yeah, they're all there, I guess. Well, there's a bunch, like, there's, like, a running shtick in that movie about, like, I I just recently saw that movie. It's actually pretty, it's really funny. It's got some really good parts in it. The other guys? Yeah. Yeah, it's Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Is that a new movie? No, it's it's pretty old. I've, I've never seen it, but, like, I somehow or another uh, I saw a clip of it, and it's 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 pretty hilarious. They were up there scooting around on the stage. Oh yeah, because they're old, like fifty six. One of them, really? Yeah, fifty six. He's Rick, gonna break a hip. The Rick Ansley dude said he was fifty six. He had to stop, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> this is, but then you paid money for this. How much were tickets? Uh, I asked. I don't know. She got him a while back, but it kept <clears> on getting. Postponed because of COVID, I guess. And it just happened to be. Are you going to go to the Backstreet Boys when they come? I'm not. She got tickets for her and my daughter. That was a joke. Are you coming too? Yeah, they are. (laughs) Those people are still around. Unfortunately, yeah, she's (laughs) going to introduce my oldest daughter to that mess. The only boy band that was, like, it's not really even a boy band that was worth a crap, Boys to Men. Anybody? Nobody? Boys to Men. Oh, yeah. They they sing. Those guys were good. I can listen to some of their music. Yeah, because they're actual musicians. They're not dweebs. So are they still around and singing and stuff? I have no idea. So you weren't a big fan then? No, I'm just saying I can appreciate their music, which I didn't like any of that when I was young. But you don't appreciate it enough to know if they're still around? No, sir, I do not. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just wondering where you stand. So uh, I don't have the Ultra Maga sound clip up. Or what was the other? Th- oh, Maga King. But we do have this clip of the 81 million vote. Well, yes, the 81 million vote recipient, the unduly elected president <laughs> of the United States. Let her rip, boys. People are hurting. And what does the microphone want to do? Forget it. Forget it. God, this is the United States of America. Okay, pause it, pause it, pause it. I'm 
I'm sorry. I can't. I can't never make it through a video. Uh, There's uh, just ten seconds yeah. left. I, I, yeah, but I'm. I'm. I have so many thoughts just on this okay. little. This little tidbit of this psychosis. What did the MAGA crowd want to do? Forget it. What does that even mean? Because Gavin Newsom, at the time when all this was going on, said Donald Trump and his administration did everything they possibly could and everything they said they would. And Cuomo in New York said yeah. the exact same thing that they were great. That the Trump administration was great to deal with on the crisis. So you're this is revisionist number one. This is this is horse crap and like the whole shtick, like the dictatorial tone and the shaking the finger. <laughs> just shaking out of yeah. old age. Dude. Not to do it. <laughs> Calm down, dude. I, uh, what I would give to watch him just have a stroke, dude. Start clutching his chest and fall over. Like, while you're trying to do this contrived act. So, yeah, I just had to address that part because there's going to be more at the end. So, hit it. Yes, and if the Democrats hadn't done everything they did to shut down the economy, then that wouldn't have been an issue anyways. But, dude, the only place that I can recall people were waiting for a box of food was California, right? Yeah, wasn't that the place that you saw, like, aerial photos of yeah. these tents and cars mm -hmm. lined out for uh, how long? Right, but COVID in its entirety was pretty much, I think it's safe to say that if you're listening to this show, you know it was complete and total BS. In fact, there's a lot of information coming out now, you know, where they, the, they were trying to hide that information for 50-plus years, and the numbers are staggering. So I want to say Pfizer experimental, tr the, the clinical trials was 46,000 people, and out of 46,000 people, you had 1,200 die in the vaccine trial is what the official numbers are. So, um, and now, uh, you know, the CDC, oh, we treat, it's, we're going to treat it like the flu, which is the same thing Donald Trump said at the very beginning and, and was taking a task for it. But that's, that's the recommendation now is to treat it like the flu after you used it for political convenience. Which and now you you're still trying to do it. You're trying to revisit that and then change historically how that that scenario played out. Not gonna, and again, you can yell as much as you want, but it doesn't change what the facts are. And the facts are those long lines were in primarily California. To my recollection, they were only in California. They may have been other places. I don't remember them being anywhere else outside of California. But nobody, no governors were saying that the Trump administration at that point was doing anything wrong and. If you remember, all the Democrat-controlled <clears throat> states, they stayed locked down longer than everyone else. Again, juxtapose any of that with what happened in Florida. Were there food lines in Florida? No. Now, food lion may be in Florida, <laughs> but food lines, I, I don't I don't think there were. I don't recall any of that in Florida. But And not only that, so people are waiting. It, it's, it's, just un, it's just a terrible thing. It's so bad that they're waiting in line for, for food. So let's go on to this next story then. Everybody probably knows this by now. We're on Gateway Pundit. Biden regime shipping pallets of baby formula to, bo to border facilities for illegal aliens as American babies go hungry. So none of these mothers can, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Waiting for a box of food! <laughs> like, what, what, what the hell is this? Nobody can get baby. It's not funny. I'm not laughing that people can't get baby formula. I'm laughing at, at how idiotic this is. So... Scroll down. Part of his America last policy. <laughs> For sure. 
Let me see. Keep going. In 25 states, 40 to 50% of baby formula is out of stock. In five states, over 50% of baby formula is out of stock. Plenty of baby formula for illegal aliens. The Biden regime is shipping pallets of baby formula to U.S. border facilities for illegal aliens, according to Florida Congresswoman Kat Kamek. The first photo is from this morning at the Ursula Processing Center at the U.S. border. Shelves and pallets packed with baby formula. The second is a shelf right above here at home. Formula is scarce. This is what America last looks like. Hey, there you go. So what does that picture say? Do not take or something? What's that? Does it say do not take or click do not take more than one? Or what does that say? You can click on that and make it bigger. Baby food. Do not take. Do not take. So what's this I hear about people making their own formula? What's going on with that? I hear there's some kind of risk or something. I've seen headlines about parents or something trying to make their own formula there's have you heard anything about that i saw some headlines i haven't read anything about it i know the administration was i think they had some guidelines about how to potentially make baby formula i don't know huh i've i've seen i mean obviously i have four kids i know everybody here has kids but now that i see mothers with these young children these babies you know that are a few months old i, I want to ask them and and i i will now just to know personally just about this because it's it's one thing to see it in the news but it's another thing to actually talk to yeah. parents about real world information kind of what's going on right now because as i'm shopping i don't even go down the baby aisle now so i don't really pay attention to that well, dude, I, I, don't, I don't know a whole lot about it like my, my kids were uh, breastfed and i know when all that was going on like because my my wife is like tied in with these mother groups and stuff like that locally and uh we haven't done this uh either way but like women will save store and sell yes breast milk so dude if you can't produce breast milk Find some, get one of these groups online, find some and buy it potentially. I don't know. And like that, that sounds weird, but then again, it sounds a lot better than the alternative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've heard of mothers doing that as well. And yeah, we have a set of twins. My wife produced a lot of milk as well. And we bought a deep freeze and saved a bunch of it for a while. But my kids also had some formula there towards the end. Yeah. And so they were also talking about, um, I I had an article about it, Reverso. I'm going to blame it on him. He probably lost it in the email. But they're sending a lot of it to Ukraine as well. So Yeah, that's correct. And then so thus far, Rand Paul has stalled in the Senate the $40 billion package to Ukraine. Quote-unquote aid, aid, aid package. <clears throat> but the one thing that I wanted to, to uh, really accentuate from that video of him yelling, talking about uh, Ultra Maga and the Maga King, because you have to wonder, like, did this... Like it's so dumb, and it, it's such a—it's not an insult at all. Like, there, how did you come up with this? Like, you would—I would kind of assume that this senile old man came up with that quote-unquote insult himself. That would have made it a little more easy to accept. Like, this is how stupid they are. This is to me, this is staggering. How this—you <sighs> can't beat Donald. Like, the best insult they came up with it, which is not good at all, was 
he's the orange man. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And so the, the right took that and turned it into orange man bad. Like, you can't insult this dude and win. Y'all suck. And when, when you tie yourself and compartmentalize yourself into this box of not being able to say anything because you guys hate free speech, perhaps that lends itself to a, a large amount of why you guys aren't clever and can't say anything funny. It, because they don't. The left is not funny at all. Breitbart report, liberals spent six months coming up with ultra-MAGA attack line. Liberal Democratic Party line strategists, pollsters, and think tank experts, yes, that term's used loosely, spent six months coming up with the, quote, ultra-MAGA label that President Joe Biden has begun to deploy against Republicans ahead of a difficult midterm election. The Washington Post reported Friday, Biden's attempt to appropriate the, quote, MAGA brand as a political attack was hardly accidental. It arose from six months research project to find the best way to target Republicans helmed by Biden advisor Anita Dunn and by the Center for American Progress Action Fund, a liberal group. The polling and focus group research by Heart Research and the Global Strategy Group found that MAGA was already viewed negatively by voters. And remember, this is on Washington Post, this particular excerpt. More negatively than other phrases like Trump Republicans. In battleground states, more than twice as many voters said they would be be less likely to vote for someone called a MAGA Republican than would be more likely. The research also found that the description tapped into the broad agreement among voters that the Republican Party had become more extreme and power-hungry in recent years. And that's the end of the particular excerpt from Washington Post now, Breitbart's words. The Post noted that conservatives had since appropriated the label with former President Donald Trump's super PAC even, <laughs> even selling super MAGA t-shirts for $45. Whether the gambit works remains to be seen. It, it won't. Outgoing White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, speaking to reporters on Thursday, defended President Biden's use of the attack line, saying that, quote, the president is not afraid to call out what he sees as extreme positions that are out of line with where the American people stand. Right. Dunn, notorious for having praised Chinese tyrant Mao Zedong and for having advised disgraced Hollywood mogul Harvey Weinstein return to the White House in late April, President Biden began using the ultra-maga line soon thereafter. And there you have it, dude. So, <laughs> supporting Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Number one, you're a loser because you lost that game. You've lost this one. You are a commie. And I, that's one of the things, too. Like, cause I, I, when I listen back to the show and hear myself saying all these people are communists, they are. <laughs> dude, you, you're a big fan of Mao. Like, come on, dude. So, I just find it ridiculously amusing that they, you, you, number one, you can't, they just can't win. And a think tank, you know, experts, y'all, this is the best you could do. Like, can I have that job? I can come up with something. You know what I mean? And they're selling T-shirts for $45. They're the power-hungry party. You are listening to Blue Collar Blacklisted. You can find us on the web at bcblpodcast.com. Truth Social. Truth Social, which is the one that I do. It's very fun. I like it a lot. A lot of activity. Blue, and that's at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. If you if you got an iPhone, you should get on there because I like it. It is, <laughs> it's kind of addictive. <laughs> I get the dopamine hit they describe when when I see that I have some like a, a new notification, and I know the devil's advocate is going to listen to this, and so he he's on there too, and he's uh, he's got more followers than me. <laughs> But he's, he's using some different tactics. That's okay. You can tell that you really enjoy this because when you go back and you listen to it, I'm glowing. You'll, you'll notice 
how much your voice changed. Oh, I'm just, I love it. I'm addicted. <laughs> yeah. So you guys should be on there. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So if you have an iPhone, follow us on True Social. I don't know when it's going to be on Android. It will be on Android. I just don't know when. And they actually said something about that the other day. I don't know, but I'm way into it. And so I know I'll get a lot of text messages. But yeah, it's uh, at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast Reverso is doing I mean if this is a competition you're getting smoked dude. Uh, yeah. I'm 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 half tracking you here. Um but that's uh Twitter and that's it. Uh what is that? BC, at BCBO podcast. Yeah, that's correct. Well, this is the first time we've announced it on the show that we have a Twitter account now. So you have like a 2 week head start. On, I don't uh, think I did I announce that. No. Stop trying to fight me all the time. Jeez. So Any, everybody it, listening now is going to get on Twitter and they're going to Follow us, and us Twitter people are going to crush you. <laughs> well, that's the thing of true social. Elon Musk says he's back. He may he potentially back out. It's on hold. So Uh-oh. if he backs out, then that crumbles. No. Like the cookies. Why? Oh, why are you man. so defensive of Twitter? Like tw- they they censored you, and you're still loyal. No, I'm just back. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. He's back. Uh, you want to sing Aerosmith back in the saddle again for the intro? No, I didn't think you did. This is Blue Collar Blacklisted. Regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life-or-death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. So I take it by now everybody has seen here has seen 2,000 Mules. Have you seen it? No, I have not yet. What on earth? There, you know what? I guess we, I should have brought my DVD out for him to watch. I wish I had a CD. You could CD that DVD. <laughs> See, perverts. Yeah, so Reverso has been, sh- uh, you've been sharing your DVD around the office. Yes, I have. Yeah, that's what I intend to do with mine when it gets here. I think it'll be here today. But I, I watched it online too. So, uh, which, uh, to be honest, like, I, you know, a lot of people were shocked by it. But since we're like, we stay immersed in this stuff, there wasn't any developments in there outside of the sheer numbers that were any real surprise to me. The numbers are absolutely staggering. It's 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 mind-boggling, and so, um, in fact, somebody was telling me that, which I I read like uh, a few different liberal websites. I think the Associated Press was the first one to try to to dismantle the um, the accuracy of the cell phone tracking. tracking, which and this is again another reason you should join us on Truth Social because I get to lay waste to to lefties with this hogwash, but. And it's such a far reach to pretend that, okay, it's accurate to within six feet at 3 a.m. with a person on film with gloves taking pictures of multiple ballots, stuffing them in the box, throwing gloves in the garbage and taking off, and then they appear at another one across town 20 minutes later. Oh, no, that's not accurate at all. Because it was accurate enough to pick up people that were marching at January 6th. Exactly. It's accurate enough for a lot of different things, except, like, always with the left when it doesn't fit their narrative. Like, oh, this is – it's just like the Ruby Freeman thing in uh, the State Farm 
arena in Atlanta when they're pulling these boxes out and it appears that they're counting the ballots multiple times. Oh, no, no, there's nothing wrong with this after we chase the poll watchers out and the media out by lying and saying there's a broke water main. No, this isn't what this isn't what it looks like. And that's the thing with, with them. It's never what it looks like. So isn't that what police use during like were. murder investigations and things? Actually, yeah, they actually proved that yeah, in, in this film. So okay. Yeah, they solve a, a cold case of an eight year old girl that was shot in a parking lot at a Wendy's. Okay. By using this. Yeah, and just for that particular reason yeah, to kind of debunk that it doesn't work. Yeah, to, to, to okay. head them off with that with that narrative. but okay. So this is on Gateway Pundit, Arizona election. Well, and the reason I have this article here is because, and I still it's still a prevalent thought process, is the, the doomsday idea of the armchair quarterback, though nothing's going to happen. Nothing is going to happen with that mentality collectively as a whole. That's that's not the way that, that I would look at this. I would look at this as, as we need to get this information as far and as wide as possible. One thing, though, that if you haven't saw the DVD, I'm sorry to spoil, but was a little bit troubling. Um, at the end, when they'd done this for the, the runoffs for the Georgia Senate and stuff, and, you know, they were talking to the whistleblower, which is probably what you're going to talk about now, how the, the Republican you know party had all this information mm-hmm. that cheating occurred, and, you know, they did absolutely nothing about yeah, it. They just sat there and let it happen after they hired somebody to investigate it. Well, the RNC collected money yeah. that you, like, we all specifically yeah. donated to to fight fraud, and that, that so there's like $350 million went missing. They find out about it, and then they do absolutely nothing about it. So, you know, that leads me to think, how much of this are they doing on their own, and they don't want to get, you know, they don't want to delve too far into the pot and Oh, absolutely. I absolutely agree, because there's a reason that, People like Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, Nancy Pelosi, there's a reason they, they know that they're saying, like, you can have these really, really long careers it, because otherwise it, it doesn't really make that much sense. Other than it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, the, the long-term establishment, Republican Party, the super PACs, they, like, because that's how the money flows, so that's how they're able to stay in there. But I would also assume, like, it's like Mitch McConnell in his, in his last election you know, in 2020, like Trump had to, to go to bat for him because he and Lindsey Graham both, they weren't completely safe in the general election opposed by a Democrat. So, um, but obviously that's that's not what I'm specifically referring to, referring to in the general, like as far as the possibility of him getting primaried, that currently doesn't exist with the, the, the massive amount of funding from the complicit Republican Party. But I think, I think that's definitely a possibility as far as them exploiting the same parameters or, or rather systems that these people do. So all, you know, but the, the thought that I was trying to, to convey is that, you know, nobody's going to do anything. It's not true. Arizona election fraud investigation is a quote, direct response to 2000 mules investigation and whistleblower interview. Dinesh Desosa's 2000 Mule documentary exposed massive evidence of illegal ballot trafficking during the 2020 presidential election in key swing states nationwide. Law enforcement is now investigating these crimes in Arizona. According to Dinesh Desosa's 2000 Mules, is the most successful political documentary in a decade with over 10 million in revenue. And so we're at what, like a week? Yeah, which it's going back to theaters too, by the way. The Gateway Pundit reported that the movie will be coming, here we go, back to theaters due to high demand. 
And here's his tweet. Having crossed him $10 million in revenue, 2,000 Mules is now the most successful political documentary in a decade. I should know it's the most profitable and most talked about documentary since my own 2016 Obama's America released 10 years ago in 2012. The film features an interview that True the Votes Greg Phillips conducted with a whistleblower in Yuma County who took part in this illegal ballot trafficking ring. The whistleblower said she was working as a receptionist and told Phillips, quote, I was just instructed to go ahead and receive ballots from various people, females mostly, and on Friday they would come and pick up payment. I assume that was payments for what they were doing. And so there, there's which there's dialogue between the, the uh, Phillips and the whistleblower that's in the film. If you haven't seen it, I won't spoil it for you. Yesterday, the Gateway Pundit reported that the Yuma County Sheriff's Office released a report on the Yuma County voting fraud in the 2020 general and the 2022 primary election. Yesterday, True the Vote also reported, let's see, today the Yuma County Arizona Sheriff's Office announced in a press release that they, along with the Yuma County Recorder's Office, are actively examining cases of election fraud from the 2020 general election as well as a recent pattern of fraudulent voter registrations in the lead-up to the 2022 primary election. In the press release, the YCSO indicated that as of March 2022, office had 16 open voting and registration investigations and outlined four types of election fraud they have identified in Yuma County. Impersonation fraud, false registrations, duplicate voting, and fraudulent use of absentee ballots. Quote, we are extremely encouraged that the Yuma County Sheriff's Office and Recorder's Office are now working together to investigate individuals involved in the subversion of elections, said Catherine Engelbrecht, founder of True the Vote. We've spent concentrated time in Yuma County and have provided significant information to both state and federal authorities. What has been happening in Yuma County is happening across the country. The targeting of vulnerable communities and voter abuse must be stopped. So that's uh, th- and that, that's one of the things, man. If, if, you, if you're a poll watcher, if you're involved in the le- election process whatsoever, get it to the authorities. If, if, if you don't get results from one place, go to another, contact them, contact whoever. And one of the things about them too, true, the vote and people like some people agreed and a few scoffed. Like I said, the, the people that the doomsday type mentality, what is it to kick 20 bucks to true the vote to continue this type of work, to have a recurring donation of $20 a month to these people. That's, that should be a given like these. So that, Number one, to, to obtain that information, to have the manpower to go through, is it was like four, four million hours of surveillance footage yeah, alone compiled. Four million, four million minutes yeah. of uh, of video data they had to correlate to the cell phone data. Like I say about Project Veritas, it would be a good place to donate money because these people are doing, they're getting real results, and so in li- in light of everybody or in uh, juxtaposition of everybody sitting around saying that nothing's going to happen, nobody's going to do anything, these people are doing something. It's a good place to donate to. I think that their track record at this point is bona fide and proven. But, um, and anybody that, that here locally, if you haven't seen it and you want to borrow a DVD, hit us up. And this next one is a little bit odd. I'd actually posed the question last week when we were talking about abortion. Which that had a pretty profound effect on a lot of people, apparently. I got a lot of messages about that. Um, is that if, if we're going to start killing people, if they're just an inconvenience in Canada, the answer is it looks like yes. <clears throat> this is on The Guardian. Are Canadians being driven to assisted suicide by poverty or a healthcare crisis? Critics argue laws are being misused to punish the poor, but experts say cases represent countries' failure to care for its most vulnerable citizens. 
after pleading unsuccessfully for affordable housing to help ease her chronic health condition, a Canadian woman ended her life in February under the country's assisted suicide laws. Another woman suffering from the same condition and also living on disability payments has nearly reached final approval to end her life. The two high-profile cases have prompted disbelief and outrage and shown a light on Canada's right-to-die laws, which critics argue are being misused to punish the poor and infirm. In late April, the Spectator ran a story with a provocative headline, Why is Canada Euthanizing the Poor? But medical and legal experts caution that oversimplified media coverage of the cases failed to capture the realities of the system and warned that sensationalist coverage of a handful of, quote, extreme cases ignores a larger crisis in the country's healthcare systems. I don't know what the crisis would be in their healthcare system. They've got, they've got socialized medicine there, who a lot of people would like to model our system after, but I digress. In February, a 51-year-old Ontario woman known as Sophia was granted physician-assisted death after her chronic condition became intolerable and her meager disability stipend left her little to survive on, according to CTV News. The government sees me as expendable trash, a complainer, useless, and a pain in the ass, she said in a video obtained by the network. For two years, she and friends had pleaded without success for better living conditions, she said. Now, a second case has emerged with several parallels. Another woman, known as Denise, has also applied to end her life after being unable to find suitable housing and struggling to survive on disability payments. Both were diagnosed with multiple... Multiple chemical sensitivity, a condition in which common chemicals such as those in cigarette smoke and laundry detergent can trigger nausea, blinding headaches in extreme cases, anaphylactic shock. Both had argued that specialized housing where airflow is more controlled would ease their debilitating symptoms. Unable to work, they received $1,169 per month, placing them well below the poverty line in Canada's most populous and expensive province. For activists, the cases have come to represent Canada's failure to care for its most vulnerable citizens and raise questions about how assisted suicide laws are applied. But experts caution the cases are also being used by groups opposed to medical assistance and death in an attempt to scale back legislation rather than looking at how governments can improve people living with disabilities. Quote, inadequate housing is not one of the eligibility criteria for a medical assistance in dying while somebody's living circumstances may contribute to their suffering and does not constitute the grievous and irremediable medical condition which must exist, said Chantel Perot, a physician and maid provider. Perot said that while housing could have helped, it was only part of a broader struggle against the chronic condition. The only treatment really for that is avoidance of all triggers. That's pretty much impossible to do in ordinary life. So better housing can create a temporary bubble for a person, but there's no cure for this, she said. We do this work because we believe in people's right to an assisted death. It's not always easy to do, but we know that patients need it and value it. We live the challenge of the work in part because it's important to alleviate that suffering. <laughs> what do you think about that? That's insane that you could sign up to have your life ended. I don't even, I don't know why you would want to. I mean, even in that kind of condition, I would not want to know. That I'm going to pick the day that I'm going to die. And then, I don't know. I, That's insane to me. I, I see it a couple different ways, dude. Um <laughs> I mean, if you want to die, I mean, that's on you, dude. Like, I don't know that the taxpayer should be paying for it, but you know what I mean? Like, that part I disagree with, but, you know, and, and this this is unpopular in conservative circles because of, like, the, the Christianity aspect, but, dude, if, if you have terminal cancer and you're in, like, sheer agony, it's not, in my opinion, constitutionally, my place to let what I believe, what I believe affect, make you suffer. That's that's not my business, man. Like in in that specific instance, but man, if 
yeah, I mean, that the, the government would pay for it to me is, is pretty crazy. But, you know, they talked about with socialized medicine here, Sarah Palin was soundly mocked for the idea that death panels would exist, which, I mean, that's, that's a natural consequence of other paying for other people's health care. There's going to be certain times that, like, all these factors that determine whether something is worth the cost or not, and you can see that applied to, you know, a vet with an animal, and that's what they're treating, obviously yeah. treating people like it's, it's cattle here, dude. Like, it's crazy. So what me. exactly was Dr. Kevorkian doing years ago? That, right? He was, it was assisted yeah. suicide. Okay. Which, I mean, dude, if, if somebody wants to, com- I mean, I would, I don't understand it, but whatever, dude. Like, I Wasn't mean, he sentenced to prison? Yeah, I, I guess believe so. he was, yeah. Well, look yeah. it up. I don't, I don't know. But, yeah. Okay. And now the Canadian government's doing that. Okay. I just Which want, I mean, you may have a problem. I don't. I don't. It's fine. I, just I, I don't have. Make, a, I don't sure. like the government paying for it. But dude, if you want to have assisted suicide, in my opinion, man, that's on you. Like my, what I, what I believe around the precepts of Christianity and, and salvation. I mean, I would prefer that you didn't do that. But it's that it doesn't supersede your right to to off yourself. Like, no, I just want to make sure I understood everything. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, that's just, but that's just my opinion. Everybody's free to disagree. So, like, that's one just one place where I kind of vary a little bit, dude. Which is a different scenario than what we discussed last week, where you're making the choice for someone in the womb. Obviously, that's a completely different scenario that I totally, correct, and absolutely disagree with. He was sentenced to ten to twenty five years in prison in April of nineteen ninety nine, and then he passed away. How old was he? Eighty three when he died. Right, I don't know. I just thought that was uh, I thought that was a pretty shocking story. Yeah, that's that's. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be a short show today, so it's already time for our special, our most special segment. Really, our most revered segment. Yes, there's a lot of things going on. Reverso. I really hope that Captain Reverso enjoyed the Baxter. New kids on the block. On he made up a fake story when he first got here oh. that he connected with a man sitting next to him. They watched a fake, was it a basketball game, baseball game? What fake uh, game? Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors. But then there were some baseball games too. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I'm not trying to look, dude. I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm just trying to argue I'm, with you. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to make fun of you, all right? All right, this is time for this week. An idiot cross-dressing, confused moron, pervert, Democrat, nut job, wackos. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to be talking about some collabs. Do you know what a collab is? Yeah. No. I'm, you don't know what a collab you do know what a collab is. Yeah. What is it? There are two different groups get together and work on this. Yeah, it's a collaboration. Yeah. It's, sh- it's collabs. It's oh. short for collaboration. <laughs> okay. Get your collab on. You know what I, I'm saying? I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. So, like, if we, you know, when we had Mark Goodwin on, that was a collab. Oh. We were collabing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We collabed with Undercover Mothers up in here. We really did. Okay. And I'm going to start using a lot more shortened, trendy terms like that. So, does that mean we'll be bussing? <laughs> you got to, you got to, what, what? Bussing? What's that mean? I've heard kids <laughs> say that. What, what is, what does it mean? I mean, I'm, I, cause I want to, I want to use it. I just, bussing 
Hang on, hang on. Let me think One about thing this. That, I think that means it's like really good. I don't get it, bussing. but okay, yeah, yeah man, that's bussing. Bussin'. And hey, if it's if it's like really, really good, then that means you're bussing, bussing. Nice. Hey, uh, was that concert bussing, bussing though? For real. One thing that that annoys me because uh, in my line of work, I deal with a very eclectic array of people, and so uh, it's automotive industry, and um, so young people are getting into it all the time, and they communicate via text message. And so, and it's maybe about six months ago, this younger guy, like, hey, yeah, I, I, I got what you need. We'll do this X, Y, and Z. Bet was his response, B-E-T. What? Like, B-E-T, like the channel, like, bet, like you want to make a bet? Like, a way, like what the, what are you talking about, you know? And so I had to Google, the, yeah, use the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> and I guess it's just another way of saying cool bet. i tell you really? what. Oh, dude, are you... This collab is bus and bit. You see what I'm saying? That's how we're going to start to conduct this show. That oh, is the type of terminology gosh. that I would like you. And the thing is, too, dude, when we look at the breakdown of the people that listen to this show, we don't have a lot of young listeners, but we're going to. And I just hope that the older listeners can ride this horse because it's going to be wild. In fact, it's not going to be a horse at all. It's going to be a Bronco on steroids with Hunter Biden smoking crack. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. <laughs> This is on Bustle.com. New fashion collabs with queer owned brands. <laughs> that is a hot picture of two people. I don't even know what they are. June is only weeks away, which means corporate windows across the country will soon be rainbow washed with the vibrant colors of Pride Month. What? Is it June or June? Who made that noise? Was that you or him? Yeah. Reverso. Yeah. What's your problem? You don't like freaking fashion collabs during Pride Month? What I month don't is like seeing June. rainbow flags everywhere and everybody doing that crap. Hey, hey, um, can you look up and find out when Pride Month began? This is because I just started to realize this is a thing last year. Juneteenth? Dude, they can't cross over like that. Oh, they do. That, that, uh, that's racist. This is Pride Month is racist. No, that's a collab. <laughs> it is a collab. Here you go. Bill Clinton declared June Gay and Lesbian Pride Month in 1999. Really? Mm-hmm. What a queer. All right, here we go. But as we know, creating quality Pride merch isn't simply slapping a Technicolor flag on a $10 t-shirt and calling it a day. I disagree. Queer talent must be employed behind the scenes, not just within the promotional content. Funds must be donated to LGBTQ plus charities and brands toting inclusion and acceptance must practice this within their company culture year round. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That's right. I said it must be done year round. So here we go. Thankfully, Target's latest collaborations, they hit the mark, boys. The superstore, known for their quick to f- sell fashion collection. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I, can't do- I can't do this. <laughs> Hang on. The, su- the super. Can you read that sentence starting with the superstore? I- I- Collabs is too much for me. You hit it. The superstore known for quick to sell fashion collabs has released two new collaborations ahead of Pride Month, launching assess- accessible, gender affirming products for everybody and everybody and everybody. What makes these collaborations different from every other rainbow splattered product at your local dollar store? Target partnered with Tommy Boy X and Humankind, two queer owned, female founded brands. Tomboy. 
Tom Boy. Tommy Boy. Oh, sorry. Tommy Boy. <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah. No, Tommy Boy is a good film. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, Buford's right. Female founded brands to create these such these much, much needed, needed lines. lines. The, the Tommy Boy X collab. No, 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 no. Tom Boy. Did I do it too? Yeah. yeah. It's because of the Y and the X, the way it looks. The Tomboy X collab features undergarments like compression tops, a comfortable, less restrictive type of chest binder, as well as a packing (laughs) underwear, bras, and boy shorts in sizes S to 4X. Can you you start that sentence over like it's a commercial? Because you're almost there. Like, it is so soothing the way you just, like, do it again. The Tomboy X collab features undergarments like compression tops, a comfortable, less restrictive type of chest binder, as well as a packing underwear, bras, and boy shorts in size S to 4X. Humankind's line, on the other hand, includes various swimsuit styles, such as swim trunks, tops, and unisuits. As binders and gender-affirming Swimsuits are notoriously difficult to find, particularly in extended sizes. This accessible drop will make shopping for everyday garments much easier. Obviously, they're, they're not everyday garments because the way they're talking about them. So for those that don't know what a chest binder is or packing underwear, that's if... I have the chest binders if you want to... Yeah, smash your boobs down because yeah. I looked it up. Yeah. And uh, okay, so the mm, these <laughs> two beasts here and... Okay, I thought that was cellulite on the front of the calves of the obvious biological female on the left. That's hair. Yeah, it's hair. Wow. Yeah, so there's going to be a link in the description for this article. I could spend an hour (laughs) describing... These things. Yeah, this monstrosity we're looking at. Um, But you'll have to look at at it yourselves. And we'll tell you what it is. hairy legs. Yeah. Mila Miles, a black, queer, non-binary writer and stand-up comedian who modeled in the Tomboy X collab photos with partner Yasmin Elmo, chatted with Bustle about what shooting this campaign was like behind the scenes. According to Mila, the reality was just as lovely as it looked on camera. Does anybody find that lovely? Can you go back up? Let me try it again. Let me do it with an open mind. Hold on. Nope, that's disgusting. Still... No, that's not lovely. It was the first time that I was welcomed and empowered to make other people feel empowered, Maya said. Myla, whatever. And on set, no one was a prop. We were all there for an opportunity to feel seen and for someone else to feel seen. In turn, Myla hopes this collab will redefine commercial beauty by hiring different-looking commercial models. Target reps have confirmed that this collection marks the first time that the retailer has stocked compression tops in stores, a huge move for queer youth who wouldn't regularly have access to gender-affirming products. The moment was not lost on customers who have been flooding Twitter with celebratory posts. MX Kelsey Danger Team Rocket with the tranny flags. Well, tranny flag's not a thing, but whatever. Holy shit. <laughs> Hey, look, this is in context. Target is selling binders. You can buy binders in an effing store now. That's incredible. Like, every store does Pride merch, but that's actually making a difference for queer youth. I love it. Now, here's somebody with a rainbow. I have, dude, gosh darn it of the New Jersey darn it. That, no, I, I don't know what that beast is. 
Tomboy X is collabing with Target to put out discreet half binders in stores for Pride season. These will be moderate compression without a lot of branding, so it will look like a sports bra to those not used to seeing binders. A great option for young people who may be figuring. Right. F, this is Raviv the Ninth. F rainbow capitalism, but, and this is a huge but, it is impactful that people will have access to binders in a physical big box store now. Teens can access them privately without worrying about mail interception. Should have happened decades ago. In addition to these two Target exclusive lines, the big box retailer has already launched their annual Pride collection with products designed by creators like Jermol Blue Moody, founder of the Black Boy B, Ollie Gibbs of Curlworks, and the Fluid Project, P-H-L-U-I-D. The entire Pride collection is available at Target with additional Tomboy X and Humankind pieces dropping throughout May and early June. Everything from the collection will be available to purchase online with some products available in stores, including the chest binders that have never been offered at Target before. You can cop some... <laughs> you can cop some of Tomboy X's pieces now and start shopping Humankind on May 25th. I am going to show up here in a chest binder. What's next? Hey, and so we've been asked several times by several people about, you know, where, where, where to shop. Don't know, but I can tell you where not to shop, and that's Target because yeah, they're a bunch of idiots. Uh, we learned that a long time ago about yeah. the whole restroom fiasco. Yes. And I have not stepped in Target since then. I don't know what restroom fiasco you're talking about. Trannies. Um, they were the first, like, that was the first big commercial a corporation to say that, that men, biological men, are welcome to go into the woman's bathroom. And, of course, that created all kinds of scenarios. Now, I can't say the same thing for Chick-fil-A. Now, about him shining the shoes. Yes. Now, I had like, how much was it, 64,000 points at Chick-fil-A or something? Mm -hmm. I sent you a screenshot of that. Yeah, it was a lot. And I had, because I used to go there every day, except Sunday. And I started cashing out my points. And I ate there for like a month. My family ate there for like a month and used up almost all my points. I still have yeah. some of the points. Uh, and now, I mean, uh, may may get something there once every couple of weeks. Dude, or something. I've just never been impressed with them for the amount for the amount of people to pack in there in the line. Yeah, it's just man, I. Mm, it's and just, it's more so now. I'll get something if like my mom picks up the girls and she's like, "Hey, can yeah, can you?" Do the little order through the drive-through and yeah, yeah, dude. That, the last time we even no, that was the ice cream, the new ice cream place in town. When I saw you there, oh, that yeah. line was ridiculous. Yeah, dude. and this is Reverso story. Andy Dick released from jail after sexual battery arrest. What is this? Yes, you're you're a big fan of Andy Dick, right? Saw this and thought it'd be interesting. So Andy Dick posted bail Thursday night after he was arrested on suspicious of. Suspicion of felony sexual battery against a male, adult male YouTuber. Spokesman for Orange County District Attorney's Office confirmed to page six Friday that the comedian's bail was set at a whopping 25000 but said he only had to pay 25%. So, you know, like he had that. No, it's 10%. Pocket, 10%. Bail's 10%. So, yeah, what, uh, 2500 bucks yeah. I'll get him out for raping a, a male YouTuber. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are the, oh, are these videos of it? <laughs> No, really. Here, go back up. Go back up. Hit that. Hit that ad. Like, no thanks ad there, and then go back up to where you left off because I, I need to check something. It's just him announcing on social media that he released by posting videos on Instagram stories from what appeared to be a hotel room. Uh, go, go back up. Let me look. Let me look. 
Dick 56 has not yet been formally charged with a crime as the DA's office has requested that the Orange County Sheriff's Department investigate the felony battery claims further. There is an August 10th court date scheduled for the Andy Dick Show star, but if the DA's office decides not to pursue charges after the investigation, he will no longer be required to attend and the case will be dismissed. This is what you were just reading. Dick announced on social media that he had been released by posting videos on Instagram stories appear be a hotel room. Is this the hotel room where it took place? We don't know. Who is the male YouTube star? Doesn't say. Scroll down. Let's find out. Dick appeared in the 2000 comedy alongside Fred Ward, who died last week in an age 79. His cause of death has not been released. I wonder. Oh, here's the RV. Dick continued his Instagram stories by telling his follower, followers, love you guys. I hope everybody is doing okay. What about the guy you raped? Less than 48 hours earlier, earlier, the employee of the month actor had been captured on the live stream asking someone for his blow. The video posted on YouTube channel titled Captain Content RV, this must be the YouTube guy, also captured Dick's arrest and events leading up to it. There's a picture of the cops surrounding the RV. Sergeant Scott Steinel of the Orange County Sheriff's Department told Page Six they arrested, quote, funny people actor based on information that was given to them. Following an on-site investigation, the public information officer also confirmed to us that the alleged victim was in the care of the Special Victims Unit. They did not disclose his name. However, the live stream appeared to identify a streamer named JJ as the alleged victim. He could be heard asking Dick at one point, why did you assault me in my sleep? To which the actor responded, I never assaulted you in your sleep. Can you leave me alone? Dick or his rep have not returned a request for comment or allegations. Yeah, because I'd read somewhere the guy was... Uh, I don't know that if we need to, to go into great detail, but there was some evidence that, uh, he, uh, I'm trying to think how to say this, his posterior had uh, maybe a lubricant on it of some sort when he woke up. It's like the old joke. You like camping. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what's up. Wow. Yeah. And that was a Reverso story. So if that disturbed you, that's on him. I did not want to go that far. He had one worse, though, because Reverso is a wacko. <laughs> and I'm just kidding. He's not a wacko. But he's just a weirdo. This is also not the first time he's been accused of sexual misconduct. In 2010, he was arrested for allegedly groping a bouncer and a patron at a bar in West Virginia. Criminal charges were dismissed after he completed a pretrial diversion program. October 2019, he pleaded not guilty to misdemeanor charges stemming from allegations that he groped a rideshare driver in West Hollywood in 2018. He's a handsy dude. Yeah, so this is not... His first time going well, he, down this road. He definitely fits the uh, the bill for idiot cross. Well, no, hold on. He's an idiot can idiot moron pervert Democrat nut job wacko. Yeah, I had to admit two things. Yeah. So what? Did, seriously, you didn't get enough new kids on the block last night. That's not what that was. Is that your ringer? No. Don't get mad. And before we we leave, a few. I guess it was in November. I'd, I'd ask people, you know, to, to say a prayer for my dad that he had had esophagus cancer. His cancer, as of last month, is in remission, and I appreciate that. That being said, and we don't have to go into great detail, uh, Buford, our executive producer, who without none of this would be possible, will be having a medical procedure done next week. So, obviously, it would mean a lot to everybody here if uh, you would keep him in your prayers. That's going to delay our next show. Uh, we're not entirely sure when and how that'll play out. So we'll be back when we get back. It shouldn't be more than, say, a week and a half. So prayers for Buford, and take care. We'll talk to you soon. That's too true for radio. 
No, you can't sing about it, they'll show you the door Cause Nashville ain't got any balls anymore They cast you aside, hope you'll tuck tail and leave But you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me Well, I'd rather be real than put on a fake show But that's too true for